Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome back to the Next Chapter Podcast. My name is Blaine. And I'm Sue. And it has been way, way, way too long. Feels like um, forever. It really has. Um, for you, for all of you that don't know, um, I think it got posted on social media, kind of what happened. But um, we recorded the episode with, or the chapter with, Ryan Waller, our city manager, and after that, that was a great one, by the way, mm-hmm. if you haven't listened to chapter four, which I think most of you have, because I've been told I haven't seen a new podcast in a long time. What happened? Um, our main housing equipment that um, takes all the recording, it broke. Um, it fried. I plugged. Ryan was so dynamic. He broke <laughs> our equipment. Exactly. <laughs> I plugged it in and some sparks flew, which we're still not exactly sure what happened. But we sent this machine out to California. They either fixed it or sent us a new one. We were trying to figure that out, but um, it turned on. It's working, and mm-hmm. here we are with Chapter 5. So we yeah. do apologize for the incredible two-month delay um, in the next Chapter podcast, but we're back, mm-hmm. and I think uh, we know who our fans are now because I had so many people reach out, and they're like, when's the next <laughs> podcast coming out? When's the next podcast? I get a bunch of relatives who have just been traveling lately. They snowbird in different areas, and uh, they're like, when is the next one coming out? So Here it is. Here we are. Um, I think it's really just going to be a very standard um, chapter today. Sue and I, again, um, if you've never listened to a podcast before and this is your first one, we're going to go over some new releases. I will touch on some building updates, um, go through programming. And when I say new releases, Sue is really going to talk about the books. I'll I'll read some reviews, but Sue's going to talk about three books that she's really enjoying right now. Um, And then we'll do the renowned trivia game, which Sue loves. Oh, I'm rusty. Rusty. Only four questions today, nothing too crazy, but um, some library stuff, some other fun stuff. And then we're going to talk about a new online resource um, that Sue worked to get in our library, which is great, um, that we're hiring some people. We'll talk about that. And then if you guys want to volunteer, I'm just going to touch on that a little bit at the end. So without further ado, let's get back into the swing of things. Sue, your three new releases to talk about. Okay. So first book I'm going to talk about is called The Wolf Den by Elodie Harper. It's in, it's a trade paperback, so it's a bigger paperback, and it's, uh, it's a pretty good chunk. It's about not quite 500 pages, but this takes place in Pompeii um, in AD 74, and it is the first in a trilogy, actually, the Wolf Den trilogy, and uh, it is about a woman, her name is Amara, and she, uh, was the daughter of a Greek doctor and very educated. Um, Her father died and her mother became um, destitute, so her mother sold her into prostitution. Oh, man. So she works in Pompeii's notorious Wolf Den brothel that is owned by a really horribly cruel man. Uh, So she's a prostitute, and uh, this story is about how she finds a way to free herself from slavery and also about uh, her relationship with the other women in this brothel. And of course it takes place in Pompeii. So there's all sorts of stuff happening. Of course, this is years before the horrible (laughs) volcanic eruption that buried Pompeii. But this book is getting a lot of great reviews. Um, I was reading some of the reviews on Goodreads and um, it's, a very powerful novel. Um, it's probably a little hard to read in some places because uh, this author does not 
kind of um, whitewash some yep. of the things that happen. And after all, this is about prostitution and brothels right. and, and what women had to do to survive. Uh, but the fact that it's in Pompeii, I love all things Pompeii. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I actually was lucky enough to go to Pompeii about five or six years ago. I spent the day there and was just, it was like a childhood dream yeah. <laughs> from, from when I could, when I saw it in National Geographic as a kid, I'd always wanted to go. So I managed to get to go to Italy and went to Pompeii. And uh, it was, of course, I didn't have nearly enough time there, but it kind of helps me visualize when I'm reading this book. Um, so it's called The Wolf Den by Elodie Harper. And again, it is first in a trilogy. Yep. And um, yeah, we've got copies of that. I've got a copy at home ready to read. Nice. Mm-hmm. I think, um, again, as you guys know, I love pulling up Goodreads because for me, I like to read a review, uh, whether that's for a book or a movie um, or whatever it is, something I'm purchasing. And so I love looking at reviews and exactly how Sue described it, just kind of the um, how blunt the book can be. That's exactly what Jessica says here from Goodreads. She says, the best thing this book has going for it is its candidness. This does not shy away from the blunt, violent, explicit living conditions of a brothel slave. I think it would have done a disservice to the story and characters had it been sugar-coated. So the exact right. words you right. talked about. Mm-hmm. But in the midst of that brutal honesty, this is also a story about friendship and sisterhood rising after hardships, the value of humanity and self-worth, and the price of freedom. Amara is definitely a character worth rooting for. Yes. So... Yeah, I'm sure it hits you in the heart a little bit, too, at times, just trying to understand what people had to go through, Mm -hmm. you know, it's crazy. Well, and for her, it's such a fall from her, how she was raised. Right. You know, she's she's educated, she's smart, you know, she grew up with some luxury, and then to find herself in a brothel. Yeah. That's that's a long way to fall. Yep. So that is The Wolf Den. Mm -hmm. Very nice. Okay, the next one is The Book of Cold Cases by Simone St. James. And those people who know me are like, oh, God, she's got to talk about Simone St. James. <laughs> but I love this woman's books. I cannot tell you enough. I've read every single one of her books over the years, and I'm so happy that she's finally getting recognition. Um, her books, <coughs> excuse me, are usually, um, her earlier books took place in like the 1920s in Europe after World War One, and they usually involved soldiers dealing with um, the effect, after effects of being in combat. And of course, there was always a supernatural aspect to her books. So now she's writing in contemporary times. And the Book of Cold Cases is about a female serial killer. And it takes place in two times, in 1977 and 2017. And in 1977, um, this small town in Oregon, is called Clare Lake, Oregon, had two men that were found murdered, out, just randomly outside of their cars, shot to death. And a local woman, her name was Beth Greer, she was about 23 years old, beautiful woman, lots of money. Her parents had recently died and left her everything. Um, She was accused of these murders and went to trial, and she was found not guilty. But people, of course, still think that she was the one who did this. So now it's 2017, it's 40 years later, and Beth is in her 60s now. And Shay Collins is this woman, young woman, who um, is fascinated by true crime, and she has a little backstory that kind of explains why. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, and she's always been fascinated by the lady killer murders. And Beth walks into the office she works in one day and she's like, oh my gosh, that's her. <laughs> that's her. I've got to, I've got to try and meet her. I've got to find out about this. So Beth actually agrees to be interviewed by Shay at her home, which is this really weird house. It's way up on a hill and it's, it's just a weird looking house. Yeah. It's a really weird house. <laughs> like there's stuff going on in this house uh-huh. that's not normal. And Beth lives by herself. Mm. Um, so Shay goes up there and she experiences some really creepy, weird things. And she, of course, thinks she's just imagining things. Oh, no, she's not. Uh, and so the story goes back and forth between 1977, 2017. Beth and Shay and another character that you find out about. I'm not going to tell you about it. I'm not going to spoil it. But the whole time, you don't know, did Beth do this or not? And as the story unfolds, you kind of start putting the pieces together yeah. until the very end. And it's fantastic. There's supernatural element. There's the serial killer, the true crime stuff. There's It's just the atmosphere. It's always raining there because it's Oregon. And it's a really fabulous read. Can't recommend it enough. Called The Book of Cold Cases by Simone St. James. And I think this book, um, correct me if I'm wrong, on our website became in our bestseller section of, or, no, this was one you recommended. That's what it was. Yes, I right? recommended it. Yep. Mm-hmm. So in our staff, um, staff picks, Sue recommended this one. Yes. I knew we had just updated the website yes. not too long ago mm-hmm. and this book made it and I've heard a lot about it. It's mm-hmm. been kind of all the buzz, even on social media. Mm-hmm. Um, Lori from Goodreads says, I loved this eerie atmospheric ghost story. It gave chills and hiding under my blanket at times. All the characters were well-developed. Shay was my favorite. She was brave and not afraid to face her fears and dig into the past to find answers to the long-ago Lady Killer case. I thought the story unraveled at the perfect pace and justice was served. Mm-hmm. Sounds really interesting. It's got an interesting end, yeah. Yeah, so you fully read this one. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I've read all of her books. Gotcha. She's got... With mm. in how in-depth you went, it was like, this is my book type of thing. <laughs> so I figured... I know the Wolf Den, I didn't go into complete, total in-depth because I haven't read it yet, but I do have a copy at home. Yeah. But, Sue um, has a copy of every book. You, you, you That's not true. So she's, uh, Simone St. James has written seven or eight books. Wow. So yes. Mm-hmm. Very nice. Yeah. Ryan on the last podcast talked about how his favorite author, he's just got his collection of books. Mm-hmm. So Simone St. James, that's like your, yes. gotcha. Yes. And some of her earlier books are not in print anymore they're just not available so i'm hoping that as she gains in popularity that they'll the publisher will bring them back but yeah yeah and i think this is a good time to talk about it as well as, as social media you know it's it's been a conversation point of the past few chapters we've we've talked about here in season two um how tiktok has become mm-hmm. such a trend you know and, book talk. and yeah book talk and as much as this is a newer book here in march um, don't let it get to that point where like a year down the road, it gets TikTok famous and mm-hmm. all of a sudden like there's 30, 40 holds on it, right? right. You know, Sue uh, is working on a solution, which when we get into the new library, you guys will understand kind of what we've done to help out uh, Marion Public Library patrons. Um, but at the same time, it's like when we talk about these types of books, if they sound interesting whatsoever, you do need to place a hold mm-hmm. because 
if you wait until that point where you've learned about it on social media, it's too late at right. that point. Right. There are huge queue lists. So again, mm -hmm. we're working on that. There is a solution coming down the road, but um, that is the book of cold cases. Mm -hmm. Okay, so the third book is by James Rollins, and it's called Kingdom of Bones. And James Rollins writes, he, he writes the Sigma Force series. He's also written some other series or trilogies. Yep. Um, and I've read a few of his books. And I, what I love about James Rollins is that he combines, like, science and technology with historical mysteries or my, historical mythology and, of course, action because it's the Sigma Force series. So that kind of clues you in that you're dealing with some elite yeah. talented people. Yeah. But the Kingdom of Bones is the latest in this series. You don't have to read all of them in order to understand, because I've kind of dinked around and read one here, one there. Um, but they're really fabulous books. This takes place, it starts in Africa, and it's kind of creepy because um, there's a small village in the Congo, and um, a relief team of the United Nation, from the United Nations uh, makes a really weird discovery uh, and I'm just reading from the from the uh, book jacket but an unknown force is leveling the evolutionary playing field men women and children have been reduced to a dull catatonic state the environment surrounding them the plants and the animals have grown more cunning and predatory evolving at an exponential exponential pace um, and it's spreading from this mm. one place out so it's kind of like a virus. Yeah. It's kind of like Mother Nature's gone haywire, but purposefully <laughs> so. Yeah. Uh, so um, the human race is kind of under attack from everything around us, the Mother Nature, all animals, plants. Yeah. And the Sigma Force group have to try and figure out what it is and try and stop it before it takes over the whole world. So, um, yeah, I, I will tell you, James Rollins, when his books start going when the action takes off, it takes off in a breathtaking pace. <laughs> yeah. And you find yourself like flipping the pages and flipping the pages and flipping the pages. It's hard to it's, put down. It they're really hard to put down and they're so good. And this one, of course, is pretty pretty interesting for the time that we're in. Yep. That's what I was gonna say. With viruses and pandemics. And yeah. I'm sure that was not uh, a mistake on his part right. to write this novel at this time. But, yeah, it's called The Kingdom of Bones by yeah. James Rollins. So it's like the force, you know, is like our doctors and scientists who are trying to find mm -hmm. a cure to COVID. Yes. You know, it is very relatable. And, again, I as I was reading through separate reviews, um, I think that was a common um, thing that people talked about, how they can just relate. You know, while it doesn't directly relate to what's going on, it, it's just a very familiar way. And so mm -hmm. I think that's why it's more enticing to read as well. Sandra says, this was worth waiting for. Love James Rollins' new Sigma Force novel and all the characters he brought together in the book. It had me on edge, on the edge of my seat from beginning to end. This is a must read. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's good stuff. Yeah, very nice. Okay, well, those are the three books. The Book of Cold Cases, The Wolf Den, Kingdom of Bones. Um, as we stated earlier, definitely head to our website or on the MLN app. Um, our website's marionpubliclibrary.org. Get a hold placed. These will go quick. Uh, if there's a big queue hold, Sue won't even get in it. She'll just go buy it. <laughs> we know that. <laughs> and sometimes she'll buy it and then oh. she'll forgot, forget that she bought it and she'll buy another one. But that's, yes. But that's what libraries <laughs> do. That's what libraries yeah. uh, help people. You know, you find a book that you absolutely love and and then you have to just go buy it so you have a copy. Yeah. Um, I did that for my little niece and nephew with their, their book about 
where poop goes. <laughs> they got it from the library, and my, my niece told me, she said, I have to keep checking this out for them constantly. Yeah. They live in another state. And I had to sit and read this book to them. And, it, and they're, they're, uh, at, the, at the time, are, were two and four, mm. and they were obsessed with this book. And yeah. I had to sit and read it to them. And it's like a nonfiction kids book. Yeah. Uh, and they were very familiar with it. So, of course, I had to just buy one for them. Yeah. And send it to them. That's and fun. they they were like they were asking their mom, dude, does this have to go back to the library? Nope, this is your copy. They yep. were thrilled. So, you know, that's what happens. Yep. Awesome. Okay. Well, like I said, those are our new releases. Um, if you guys have any questions about it or you wanna uh, ask Sue any more questions, feel free to contact mm-hmm. us at the library. We got our little chat bot on the website as well. Happy to answer any questions that you guys have. Uh, and also while you're on the website, check out our staff. Um, picks check out new and noteworthy section on our on our main page and then if you go under the programming pages as well um, under the adult teen or children we have um, more recommendations under there so really any page you land on on the website usually there's a book recommendation under there and I'll just say that of course summer reading is right around the corner right around the corner so the next time I'm on I am going to talk about some of the big anticipated summer reads and maybe a couple that that you haven't heard of because I like to highlight the ones that aren't getting the big, yeah, you know, the big shout out. Yeah. So. You know, and you bring up a good point. Cause I, I think it was, um, I don't know exactly who told me it might've been my mother-in-law, but, um, it might've been a staff member. I just can't remember, but somebody wants us instead of, you know, it seems like every time we talk about books mm-hmm. and I do Goodreads reviews, mm-hmm. they're always really good books. Mm-hmm. And again, usually we're not going to I mean, there's books that we've probably recommended in the past and somebody's tried to read and they don't really like, oh, yeah. that's just the nature of reading. Right. Right. But I think somebody wants to see us take books that are the lowest reviewed, find the worst reviews possible and talk about them because there is that kind of stuff. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, oh, worst reviewed restaurant or worst reviewed movie. And people want to mm-hmm. go and see that or hotel and see it. Is it really that bad or barbershop? You know, that kind of stuff. So it'd be interesting to pull books that have awful reviews just to see how much like traction that can gain. And, you know, yeah. And, th- and that is a whole subject right. because there's a whole bunch of stuff online going on where people, this is a terrible thing, but people do this. They will give authors deliberately yeah. give them horrible reviews, even though the book is not horrible. Uh, well, and drive said, their ratings down. You've said uh, some people I mean, have it, an agenda out yes, there. You it's know? like deliberate sabotage yeah. sometimes. So, um, this is what I say about books. There is a book for everyone and a book that I absolutely love. Someone else may absolutely hate. Yep. Um, And the books that have, have people like them and people don't like them are usually the, the books that are really interesting to talk about and, and have a discussion about because you get all sorts of points of view of, of why someone liked it or somebody didn't. And, you know, you learn you learn that when people are reading a book, they're also bringing in all of their experiences. Yep. And there are some things in some books that um, people don't want to read about. Oh yeah, so for sure. you know, it all stuff relates that triggers your, people, yep. so they don't want to read it. Yeah. Um, so you know, it can all relate some, to your personal life. Yeah, just so. because someone doesn't like one book doesn't mean someone else is is gonna dislike it as well they're probably well your how to poop book maybe we'll have to look up a review and see if somebody's really mad about that (laughs) one (laughs) it's not how you do that it's a pretty it's a pretty interesting well it's not about how to poop it's about what happens what What happens once it goes through all there's pictures (laughs) 
<laughs> it's like this the circle of life yeah. for poop. Oh gosh. <laughs> but it's a it's a great it's a great way for kids to learn about city systems and mm-hmm. and all of the things that happen. Welcome so. back to the next chapter, guys. Yes. Yeah, welcome back. <laughs> okay, we'll we'll jump away from books for a little bit. Um I want to talk about uh, the thing that probably keeps coming up the most um, while we've been inactive from the podcast, waiting for equipment to come back, is the conversation of the new building. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, I've been teasing a lot of photos or, or a few photos um, on social media, which you guys seem to love. Um, so I'm going to continue doing that um, until we can get in the new building. So I just wanted to cover some things. Uh, we just had an opportunity this uh, last weekend to walk through the building as staff, staff yep. um, to see kind of where it's at and and you know, when we'll potentially get in there. Um, So second floor is nearly complete. As you know, through previous chapters, um, the construction company, when they originally started, have been working top down. Um, So second floor has always been more progressive than the first floor. But if you look at first floor now too, it is 90% complete, Mm -hmm. I would say. You know, there there will be a point probably where staff get in the building and there's a little bit of work to do. They're still going to be working on stuff when we're in there, but... But that second floor is nearly complete. When I say Mm -hmm. complete, our books are not in there. Everything that you guys know. Shelving's up. Yep. Everything out at 3rd Ave, those books are still out there. So that will transition at some point once staff gain um, occupancy in the building. Mm -hmm. Um, But all the shelving, like Sue just said, is on the second floor. Um, Furniture, you know, so many boxes of furniture. That all continues to be built as well. Um, The railings are being installed, which is um, our legal standpoint of being in the building as staff, as well as for patrons um, that has to be there before we open. Um, All the lighting is installed. It looks beautiful. Again, Mm -hmm, I've teased a few pictures of that. I I think the lighting in the grand staircase um, and in some other areas, uh, some of that track lighting that we have, LED lighting, is just so different um and i know people were so worried about a modern take on things but there's such warm vibrant colors around it feels really warm and and cozy in there but not but warm and cozy with a modern twist right guess you'd want to say yeah yeah so i think the architects did nail Mm -hmm. that point of it Mm -hmm. um so we are getting really close to staff moving and then really the only thing left is um down the road here once we get in and, and we know exactly um, our timeline will have a grand opening announcement mm-hmm. very, very soon. Mm-hmm. So um, look forward to that. I'm hoping in the next podcast or two that we have that date. Um, right. I'm on that planning committee. So, um, so much to do. Once we know that date, uh, there is a lot of work to do. It's just going to be like crazy weeks after that. It's going to be a long summer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So um, I know you guys are anxious to get in, obviously all staff. Um, I think the city is maybe ready for us to get in our building as yeah. the city basement has filled up with a lot of our supplies um, mm-hmm. over the past year or so. Um, as you know, moving out of our old building, we brought a lot of stuff over and we continue to accumulate things. And so I think they are ready for us to have our own space as well so they can gain some inventory space back. Mm -hmm. But um, we're obviously very appreciative where we're at um, and we'll continue to work there until we're able to be in the new building. So again, if you guys have any questions on that, um, I can direct you to James. He can answer all your (laughs) questions uh, about the new building. But um, seriously, if you guys do want to send us an email um, or reach out on our chat, um, by any means, or, or just come into the Uptown Library and just ask questions. We are happy to answer everything that we know at the moment. Okay, some programming things. Um, 
there's a lot going on, but some of it's like in the moment, like, hey, we're going to do this tomorrow. Yeah. And so it's sometimes hard to report on that a little bit. But I did want to just talk about a few programs that are coming up here. Um, Doodle Bugs, which we've been offering for a long time now. Mm -hmm. um, it's a virtual program through CRMA. And the upcoming one is on April 27th. It's Morse's Morse code, mm -hmm. uh, Morse's SOS. Um, and again, that's geared towards children. So it's really art focused and creative mind kind of focused. So I want to say it's like children, like three to six. Um, I think it's three to seven. Three to seven. Mm -hmm. uh, in that range, you know, if you're eight, nine, ten, I'm sure you can still be a part of that. But any anybody who's interested in art and that creative um, mindset, that is a great program for you. So that's virtual. You can find all the information on our website on how to access what materials you need and um, how to access the Zoom link and everything else. On April 30th out at Loud Park, there's going to be a Red Cedar Chamber concert. Um, they announced that. I think they're, I, I'm going to say they're touring around the area. They've, right. they've got a they lot were at of Cedar Rapids library last week, I think. Yep. They've got a lot of different venues that they're playing at. So that is on April 30th and I believe it's at noon, um, like noon to one or something. Beautiful like that. music. If yeah. you haven't ever had a chance to listen, try and get out there because they're, they play beautifully. It's yep. just very like a full orchestra calming. style. Yes. It's just yep. very calming. And you just kind of sit there and go into your Zen yep. mode. <laughs> exactly. Great that they offering it on a Saturday as well. Some are during mm -hmm. the weekday, I believe. And so not as easy to get to, but right. this one's out on a Saturday at loud park. So April 30th, make sure to make sure to check that out. Um, Becca put together a great program that's coming up here on May 5th. Um, there's going to be a Kentucky Derby party. Um, that actually <laughs> created a lot of buzz on yeah. social media recently. It's going to be fun. Yeah. May 5th from 5 to 8 PM. That's also out at Loud Park. Um, there's a lot of details on our website. Long story short, there's going to be food and drinks and, and different things. Um, and then you guys are, you know, there's all these, I haven't actually really sat down and ever watched the Kentucky Derby some year, but the hats yes, are the, the main hats thing, are the big thing right yes. and so um this program this this party is going to be focused around creating wild looking hats mm -hmm. and uh we'll, we'll provide all the supplies for you guys i think you're allowed to bring your own hat if you yep. want to decorate yep. um if you don't we've got uh, bow ties and um headbands and different things that you guys can use so again more details that does require an rsvp so um that's linked through our website it'll take you to eventbrite you can RSVP a bunch of people there. I think we've got 100 tickets for free right. available. So uh, make sure you get that before that potentially sells out. There's also some regular programs. Um, Another Round Book Group is still going, as well as the Adult Writing Group. Um, so make sure to check when those are going on our website. And coming up here are the summer story times. Those are about to resume. Mm -hmm. So as much as I look outside right now and it's raining, it's raining and, and it's, it's gloomy and cold. Windy and like 50. <laughs> Yeah, well, it's like if it's um, it's either 39 and snowing or it's 75 and raining or it's 65 on right. a beautiful sunny day and 60 mile an hour winds. Mm -hmm. So it's hard to win at the moment. Mm -hmm. But there are more summer things coming up. As Sue mentioned, there's the summer library program that's coming up as well. Um, so lots and lots of stuff that's coming up along with the new building. I mean, as much as I didn't talk about a crazy amount it feels like there's so much going on and right. there is in there the is. background. Mm -hmm. um, you guys will learn more about that. So that really covers the programming updates. Um, this is everybody's favorite time of the show. Hey. The renowned trivia game. And we have Sue <laughs> in the hot seat. We'll, we'll, we'll yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, I should be doing that. I'm assuming everybody knows, but if Sue gets it wrong, 
Is this the right one? It is. Mm-hmm. I'm a little rusty. I don't know which ones do what. <laughs> and if Sue gets it right, which I think she will, you are going to hear that sound. The James T and Sparkles. <laughs> I chose, you know, a lot of the trivia lately, to Sue's point, has been geographical, which she absolutely I'm hates. Terrible at ge- geography. You know, there's a video I've been watching on YouTube, or a specific YouTuber I've been watching. He does a game called GeoGuessr. I'm some some people. I'm I'm some. I'm sure some people listening know what GeoGuessr is, but it's pretty much uh, you pull it up. It's like a game on the computer, and it just puts you in a random Google Maps location. Oh, and you have to figure out where you're at. And like at certain levels, like if you choose easy, I think you can like move around, mm-hmm. like you can keep clicking to act like, you know, like you would do on normal maps. Some more difficult ones are you can like look around and then the hardest difficulty figure is like, out. it's just the picture. Like you can't look around anywhere. And, <laughs> and then you have to go to the map and click a pin of where you think it is. It's actually really interesting. It's kind of fun. Be fun. Yeah. Um, it, some people are insane though. I just saw a TikTok the other day and it was like competitive geo guesser and it was teams hmm. of two like two versus mm-hmm. two and it like timer went and these kids were on it. Like they saw like a grass field. They're like Northern Brazil and they like zoomed in and they clicked and they were like a hundred miles away. It's like, how do you know that? That actually would, sounds like it might be a fun programming thing to That's do. True. Yeah. That's true. That would be really cool. That'd so be a fun trivia night. Yeah. If you guys need some like just downtime to like mm-hmm. have some fun, I mean, it might make you mad, but uh, <laughs> I think it's really fun just to discover if you're into geography and things like that. Uh, it's a really cool application and it's free. So, okay. okay, let's get into the trivia game. I'm probably okay. gonna say this wrong, but is it uh, oh, a woman superhero? How would you superheroine? Superhero? No, a woman is superhero. Would be a superhero. Yeah, but online it said superheroine. Her heroine. No. heroine (laughs) i would say superhero okay fine (laughs) which superhero works as a librarian during the day oh gosh see this one would have thrown me for a loop based off of ala they give us some of those graphic resources and the superhero that they had is not the answer to this so i would have got it wrong is it Batgirl? That's correct. Because Wonder Woman is a teacher. Right. See, Wonder Woman is what ALA used. because yes, I used to watch year. Wonder Woman when I was a kid. Linda Carter. <laughs> I think she was a teacher. I can't remember. I don't know. Anyways, Batgirl is the alter ego of Dr. Barbara Gordon, who has a doctorate in library science. She is head of Gotham City Public Library. Barbara Gordon became Batgirl after rescuing Bruce Wayne from a kidnapping attempt when she was on her way to a costume ball dressed as female Batman. She should be Batwoman. Just saying. Sorry. It said Batgirl. (laughs) She's the head of a a city library. She should be Batwoman. Batwoman. Anyway. Batman. Your Bane impression. <laughs> That's how you're supposed to answer it. Cool. Okay, so Sue's one of one. Again, there's only four questions today, so it's like you either do really good or you do really bad. Another library question. Mm-hmm. Do you know who formed the first public lending library in America? First public lending library? Who formed it? Ben Franklin. That was in like your mm. master's. 
programs, your no, classes. Oh, okay. I don't know where that came from. I was just like, he did. He Ben Franklin pretty much yep. did everything. He did. He was the first to do a lot of stuff yep. in America. The first public library in America is considered to be the Franklin Public Library in Franklin, Massachusetts, which named itself in honor of Benjamin Franklin. The town asked him to donate a bell for the church tower, but Franklin instead gave books, which were used to establish the library. Cool. And there was some quote that came after that, but it was... For Aweth with Thineth and Thitheth. <laughs> and I was like, nope, not going to say that. I will screw it all Did up. they ever get a bell? I don't know. Mm. Maybe just a little dinner Hopefully bell. Hopefully you ponied up for the bell too. Yep. Maybe that's what they, every time they check out materials there, they ring a bell. Oh, I hope not. <laughs> We're going to do that in the new <laughs> library. Let people know. Okay. Cool. Two or two. Okay. Now we step away from library trivia. Okay. But there's no geography, so we'll see. Okay. How many children are in the Von Trapp family in The Sound of Music? If it was a Brady Bunch question, you would have had it right away. I'm going to say... Try and think of their names. Because that's part two. I'm going to say six. It's eight, isn't it? No. Seven? Seven. (gasps) Okay, we'll try and get you your point back if you can name four out of seven names of the children. I can't. Really? Um, Klaus? No. Really? Mm-mm. I can't remember their names. Klaus? How do you spell that? K-L-A-U-S. Oh. <laughs> I was like C-L-O-W-S? Klaus? No, Klaus. 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 I don't know any of their names. Isn't I can't that Claus? Remember. Santa Claus instead of Klaus? Could be. Haunted house? Haunted house? Aunt? Aunt? Anyway, I don't know any of their names. Okay, their names are Liesl. I do Liesl. know all the songs, though. If I start saying them, oh, you're going to be like, Liesl. oh my gosh, duh, I knew that. Yeah. Frederick? Friedrich? Friedrich. Okay. Luisa? Mm. Kurt? That's why I was thinking Klaus. Brigitte? Martha? Gretel? Yeah. That's all seven. Yeah. Shucks. Two Darn or three. It. You know, that's okay. Okay, last question. I think you can get this one. We'll see. I got a little fun fact after it. Oh, boy. What product did Amazon start selling originally? Books. She knew it. Isn't that crazy? I see. No, I was very aware of what they (laughs) were selling at that time. Were you at BNN at that point? Yes. Yeah. So it was like direct competition. And um, I don't know. No, 95. No. That's the, that's the year I was born. <laughs> um, I don't even want to. Oh. But when my mom, when she went to go work at Iowa State, which mm-hmm. she's still at, she's the bookstore director there. Um, Amazon, at you know, mm-hmm. started really becoming a powerhouse um, late, you know, 2000s, mm-hmm. early. Or I say late 2000s. That sounds like 2000, like 2900. No, we're not there yet. But like um, 2009, 2010, mm-hmm. like that really started taking over. Um kind of bookstores, you know, where kids would order materials for class and things Mm -hmm. like that, which obviously, you know, now a lot of kids do order resources there. But on July 16th, 1995, so basically like two months after I was born, (laughs) Amazon officially opens for business as an online bookseller. Within a month, the fledging retailer had shipped books to all 50 U.S. states and 45 different countries. Mm -hmm. Crazy. Yeah. They've kind of taken over, but what do you do? 
It's that's true a sense, to a point. In a sense, to a point. Yeah. But yes. But it's like when you need a book. There's plenty of other places to get. When there's a queue materials. list of thirty-five and you need a book really fast, I guess you probably go to B and N. I go to go with the book. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or your local independent bookstore, of yep, course. That's true. We got mm-hmm. Swamp Fox around here mm-hmm. and, and different bookstores. So cool. Yeah. Okay. Well, you three out of four. We'll take yeah, a 75, 75% for the okay. day. So um, we got, a, again, a few other things to talk about. Um, I want Sue mm-hmm. to touch on iVox. Um, yes. This is a new online resource that we have. Mm-hmm. And you can talk about your favorite book, <laughs> I Need a New Butt. <laughs> it's not my favorite Oh, <laughs> some other staff members. Okay. So on our, on our website, Marion Public Library website, under digital resources, there is a resource called iVox. And this is for children, uh, you know, like ages four to eight, but whoever likes to look at storybooks, picture books, it's an interactive storybook app. So you can download either the Apple version or um, the Android version onto your mobile device or your tablet. And then when you, um, when you go on that, you want to pick the Marion Public Library as your library. And it, it is for Marion patrons, Marion um, residents only. Um, but once you're on there, you can go in and select from, I don't know how many picture books are on there right now. There's probably 30 maybe. Um, but you can pick a picture book. You can check it out and it checks out for three weeks. But you can return it right away if you want or you can have it for three weeks. And other people can check out the book at the same time. So it's not just one, only one person, only one user. Yep. But this is really cool because these books, they're, they'll um, tell the story. And as you move your tablet or your phone around, it's like 3D-ish. So it kind of shows more of, of the picture book yep. uh, of that particular scene. Yeah, very uh, it's, interactive. It's really interactive. It's super, super cool. And kids are going to love this and go crazy for it. Um, so if you go on to our digital resources uh, page. Or on the main page of the website because it is our, yes. one of our front sliders there. It's also there as well. There's information. There's facts there uh, about iVox, but um, a lot of fun. We've all been kind of playing with it. I've got it on my phone. And yeah. it's just a lot of fun to do. And you can just... In, you know, kids like to look at a book over and over and over and over and over again. So you've got three weeks uh, for a book. And I think you can check out, is it 12 books at a time? 10 or 12 10 or, or 12. something like that. So you can check out a whole bunch of them at a time. And once you're done with them, you can just go right in and you can return it right away yep. too. Yep. So it's all, it's an app. Um, and once you download the book, I don't believe you need to have the internet to to watch it. Yeah, I think so. I think once it's downloaded, it downloads to your device. So if you're going on like an airplane ride or something like that, um, or if you're in the car with a bad signal, you still should be able to pull that book up and Mm -hmm. have your kid read through it. Yes. Yes. Do I need to be connected to the internet to use iVox? You must be online to log in, browse the bookshelf and download the books. Once the books are downloaded, you do not need to be connected or connected to the internet to enjoy the iVox book experience. Yep. Yeah. Pretty cool. So really cool. So we just got that um, last week. Yeah, not not too long ago. No, just started that last week. So please check that out. Um, and the more people that use it, we'll be able to continue to have it as one of our digital resource offerings. So yep. a lot of fun. Yep. Yeah, we are um, not constantly, but occasionally adding new online resources. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. So always be sure to check that out. It's under our digital library tab. 
um, on our website. And like Sue said, this is just such a cool resource. Um, again, with as the technology advances, your kids get to enjoy things like this. Mm-hmm. Um, even people who are 42, 43 years old, <laughs> James, um, will laugh and yes. in tears and yes. enjoy some of these books. You mm-hmm. know, the animations are quite hilarious. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, definitely check out iVox. I think it's a really cool online resource. Yes. Something I wanted to talk about, um, just because it's been listed out there a little bit, and I'm not sure how many applications we've got, but we are hiring two Vista Summer Associates. Um, That's kind of like a third-party organization, but it partners with local libraries. Um, This position is seasonal, so just for the summer, um, and this would be through our programming team. Um, The position's meant to serve the Marion community by increasing outreach, programming, and service capability over the busy summer months. Um, it's also to increase our presence in the community by attending community events. Um, and you reach children who may not be able to attend regular library programs. The really cool thing about this position, um, like if you're a college student or something like that. Um, so there's the benefits of this is you have an educational award of just over $1,300, which is great. Mm -hmm. Um, and you also get living expense of nearly $2,600. So just for the summer, I mean, to think, you know, you almost got $4,000 in your pocket. That's Mm -hmm. pretty dang good. So um, I can't imagine you're working at a part-time place somewhere else and making a crazy amount more. So good experience, um, really good experience, Mm -hmm. great resume builder. Um, So if you guys are interested, again, that's also on the slider of our website. It's the first Mm -hmm. thing you see when you go to the Marion Public Library website. So if you're interested, definitely take a look at that. Um, Send your applications to Kylie. She's our programming manager and all the information is listed there. If you guys have any questions, use our chat bot. That goes actually directly to our CERC and programming team. They can answer any questions you have. Yeah. The final thing I wanted to talk about, um, which I think I've maybe touched on in the past, but uh, it kind of relates back to the new building, is volunteers. Um, that's also, I'm hitting all the slider things on our website <laughs> today, but it, they are, the reason they're on the sliders is because they're important. Mm-hmm. Um, with the new building and with the um, double size building we have and square footage um, we need volunteers and uh, we'd love for any of you whether you're retired um, or whether you just have a little bit of spare time and you're interested in library world and want to help out um, there are a lot of new spaces that we have in the building um, that may be challenging for staff Mm -hmm. to completely cover and so we love to um, not solely rely on volunteers but have them at our convenience to make sure that um, we are serving patrons as best as we can. So um, I don't have all the categories, but it, it ranges from technology to shelving mm-hmm. to I think right. Yeah, helping with with the programming. Yeah, you know if you're if you're someone who's really good at a particular craft, like you know how know your way around a sewing machine, or yeah. you like to dabble with painting, or you know anything like that, or um, if you are someone who is pretty computer savvy. Uh, and kind of knows how to work your way around Word and, yep. and Excel and things like that. Um, there's always people um, on the computers who need some help, some guidance with yep. that. So it would be wonderful to have some volunteers available for that for those things. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did just pull up the interests here. Um, and again, you can check as many as you'd like or as little. Uh, it just helps us know. Mm-hmm. Um, I think in the past, we haven't really had categories and it, um, we maybe put people where they don't exactly want to be, but mm-hmm. we want you guys to be where your strong suits are. So, um, you know, bookstore help, uh, vegetation care, shelving, processing holds, greeters, greeters, you know, if you're a communication aid for ASL or ESL, Mm -hmm. that's outstanding. Um, Like 
like Sue said, programming or being a library greeter. Um, in Wayfinder. Wayfinder, Makerspace, Art Studio, mm-hmm. you know, green screen room, yeah. um, recording studio. There's so many things. Cleaning and sanitizing, as mm-hmm. much as we hope it's past us, it's it's still a thing well, um, yeah. and needs to be done. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, there's, there's a lot of options out there. So I just wanted to bring that to your guys' attention that if you do have a little bit of time, um, any teachers that have their summer off and just want to volunteer some hours towards the library, that's... I understand you want to be a potentially away from kids during the <laughs> summer, but um, we obviously appreciate anybody that's mm-hmm. willing to um, help out. Yeah. So that's really it. I think Sue and I said, you know, this will just be a quick short chapter here, a yeah. short little podcast of 44 minutes. Hey, I do want to t- talk about two resources, two other resources. Um, so f- a lot of people are always like, I don't know what to read next and what do I, what do I need to read? And that's something that will be, working on in the new library as the um, reader's advisory person yep. at the library. I, I like to call it reader engagement because it's more than just saying, hey, you should read this. But uh, we do have some resources that you can use on your own just to see what's coming out, what's new, what are some of the um, popular authors that are coming out and some interviews and things. We have two. They're on our digital resource page. One is called Book Page, and you yes. can get on we have physical copies of it at um, Uptown. We get that once a month, and you can come in and pick a cop, pick up a copy of that. It's free. And then we also have a book list, which we just um, started last week on our digital resource page. And they both are all about um, some of the new uh, releases that are coming out in the next month or so. Uh, and um, both of them have children's books, young adult books, graphic novels, adult books, audio books, um, all of those things in there. They also have um, author interviews, and they highlight um, certain genres and parts of uh, library collections. So those are free for our patrons to uh, look at. Um, The book page, again, you can look at it online. And we also have free physical copies of that magazine to pick up. Book list is online, and you can also look at past issues as well so you can kind of see what's been going on for like the last year or so so those are two really great resources if you're kind of wondering i don't know what to read next and of course there's novelist which um is a fantastic resource and i will definitely be talking about novelist more in the coming months and introducing that to people um we have some great resources besides the people in the library there are also lots of other things that we can show you um so you you know, I, I go down these big rabbit holes when I'm at home and I'm starting to look at things and go, oh, I got to read that. I got to read that. I gotta, and then two hours go by and I'm like, oh, <laughs> yeah. So isn't it crazy? Yeah. yeah. So there's lots of stuff out there. But those are two that you can just get on, get on or get on a computer and go to our digital resources page and yep. find those book page and book list. They're yep. right next to each other. Yep. Absolutely. Yep. Fun, fun little resources that we got. And again, yeah. there's there's a lot more out there. So mm-hmm. we love to highlight um, especially through COVID online resources have been something that have really just right. take, you know, they've always been there, but, mm-hmm. um, I think again, we get, a, there's a lot of perception that the library is solely books. And while that is our main focus, mm-hmm. uh, we're so much more than that. There's right. so many different offerings, um, that we have, and it's sometimes challenging to let people know. I, I think there's still a lot of patrons that don't know mm-hmm. everything that we offer at the library. So we, we do our best marketing wise and, and talking about it here on the podcast to let you guys know exactly what's going on. But, mm-hmm. 
there are a lot of different things out there. So like Sue said, just be sure to go to our website, check those things out. And I think you'll be surprised at um, everything that we have. We just went through um, the, the other week, um, National Library Week, that that um, theme was connect with your library. Yep. Sue did a video, I did a video, our director did, um, and a few others just highlighting online resources. Um, I'm trying to remember what you talked about in yours. I talked about, oh, what did I talk about? I know I oh. talked- Brain, brain, brain fuse. fuse. I talked about brain fuse. Yeah. Yeah. Which is great for kids. And again, mm -hmm. I know. And high schoolers yep. and college students and really anybody. Right. People looking for jobs. Yeah. All that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because I, I think I've said brain fuse. Like if I had that in school, you know, I, I don't oh, know yeah. technically when it came out, but it's just like you didn't have access to things mm -hmm. like that back when. And I know I'm young, but even when I was in school, there just wasn't mm -hmm. all of those resources there. Um, and, and a resource that I talked about was drivingtest.org. Um, mm -hmm. If you've ever thought about getting like motorcycle license or CDL or um, just if you're 14, 13, 14 years mm -hmm. old, you know, you can get your permit so early in Iowa, mm -hmm. um, unlike other states. But if you just need to practice driving tests, uh, you can do that. Log in with your library card. You've got all these free mm -hmm. tests that you can take. Um, if you're not logged in and you just go to their website, I think you only have like one or two tests that you can take and then it limits you. But if you're logged in, there's millions of things out there and they pull it directly from the manual. So there's just a yeah. lot of cool things that I would have never thought I can access this through my library. Mm -hmm. um, we were just talking about it today. Um, the Gazette, um, you can access all of their, um, not only archives through our website, but um, past articles from the past 10 years or so, or just whatever you want to look up um, when you're in the library on our network, mm -hmm. you can access as many as you want. Whereas when you're at home, you're limited to how many you have, unless you're like a premium Unless subscriber. You have yeah, so, you subscribe to it. Yep. Mm -hmm. So there's just really cool offerings. Um, so we just like to highlight those for you guys, but yeah. that's pretty much everything. Uh, I, again, I know this one went a little bit longer than we probably expected, but there's, yeah. there's also a lot to catch up on. Mm -hmm. Um, and so we appreciate you guys listening. Uh, it's always a pleasure having patrons come up and let us know that they listen to the podcast. Mm -hmm. Again, it's for us, it's a great way to market more and just let you guys know everything that's going on. But uh, knowing that there's like fans out there as well is, is pretty cool. I know mm -hmm. Sue's probably getting tired of signing autographs by now, but <laughs> <laughs> whether it's cocktail videos or podcasts <laughs> or Facebook lives TikTok. or TikToks, that's yeah, right. I'm doing TikToks too. We are doing TikToks. Mm -hmm. So make Those sure to fun. follow us on all the social media. You'll, you'll probably see new releases faster than you'll hear them here. So mm -hmm. um, Sue's always sending those to me, but yeah, follow us on social media. Um, ask us any questions you got uh, on our website. Um, but again, thank you guys for listening. We do really appreciate it. And we will try and get back on a regular schedule yes. here. We're back on our two-week schedule. Uh, probably could have done one last Friday, but it would have thrown our our sway off of how the mm -hmm. chapters go every two weeks. So this should put us back on track. So if all goes to plan, I'm crossing my fingers. I'm knocking on wood. This equipment <laughs> is going to work. I've got a yes. new way of editing um, that doesn't directly relate to plugging this thing in. So hopefully we can avoid all electrical surge possible. That'd be great. Cool. Thank you guys for listening. And Thank we will you. see you in chapter six. Yeah. Bye everybody. Bye. Bye.